You're listening to the Teen Entrepreneur Podcast, where you'll hear about the startups teens have created and learn about their struggles and successes along the way. I'm your host, Melissa, and today's guest is Annie Pan. Annie is a teen entrepreneur, incoming senior based in the Bay Area. She's the founder of Recite and a national committee leader of the Blue Ocean Entrepreneurship Competition. Annie, I'm so glad that you could join us today. Why don't you give everyone an introduction to the companies that you started and why you're a part of it? Hi, um, hello everyone. Um, Thank you, Melissa, for the introduction. It's a pleasure to be here. So I've started quite a few ventures at a young age and some of them I've, you know, I first started off not really knowing what to do it took me a while to really realize what I was really passionate about. And that was really getting young people into education and entrepreneurship. And I feel that education is very vital and able to really get young people to first, you know, develop soft skills, but also later on to develop those entrepreneurship skills. So um, as Melissa mentioned, I am the founder of Recite. So this was incubated at the Innovation Building at the University of Pennsylvania as part of the LaunchX program. So essentially what this product or application is, is it's a mobile application where um, the user, most likely a child, can take a picture of a text in a book or um, on a uh, a sign or anything, and it can read that text aloud, translate into different languages, but this is mostly for people who are blind, who are not able to see. So for that project, we were trying to target the audience of people who are visually impaired and who would also like to further their education. So um, in addition to that, I'm also the national committee leader of the Blue Ocean Entrepreneurship Competition. So this is a pitch competition where high school students, they bring in their ideas from their startups um, as, um, along with their business plan and they pitch their idea in a 90 second video. And based on that, we judge them based on the, um, the creativity of their idea as well as the impact of their solution. So through these different ventures, as long as, um, along with some of the other projects I've worked on in the past, have all been um, under the one, I guess, theme of really helping young children to develop the skills they need to become an entrepreneur. And I have two questions about Recite. So the first one is, is there anything like it on the market? Great question. So um, we've done some research on this when we were rebranding. There is currently not something that has the features that we're currently trying to implement. So some of the features that we are trying to incorporate into our product include, um, first of all, the OCR, which scans the text. Um, some of the products on the, on the market already, they do have OCR, but they don't have the learning aspect to it. So what we have is we are targeting the visually impaired. So sometimes they're not really able to take a picture um, very accurately that has all the text in that picture. So um, our technology, you can... Um, single out or crop out the text that you need and also um, translate it, enlarge it um, into a language and read it aloud as well. When do you plan to launch? And do you think the fact that 
you don't have access to all these resources now that you did at the business incubator program. Do you think that's hindering your um, success or launch date or anything like that? So as for growth, I think we're on track to be released either by in a few months or by the beginning of 2019. So even though we don't have the resources um, that this incubator provides, um, I think a lot of it is about, you know, the incubator does provide resources, but it's kind of like um, a platform. It's, it's like a baseline. So it kind of gave us um, fundamental resources we needed to start the business, but how we were to grow after um, is dependent on me and my team. So currently my team and I were working collaboratively to not only develop the technology, but seeing how we can reach out to a wider audience. For the Blue Ocean Entrepreneurship Competition, why did you specifically decide to create a um, entrepreneurship competition for high school students? Yeah, so once again, one of my missions personally is I really want to have um, young people be exposed to entrepreneurship because after all, young children truly are the future and um, they have these innovative and creative minds. I feel that when you grow older, um, even though you become more knowledgeable, some of those, um, you know, your your mind is kind of limited to um, what you already know. So um, part of it is to give high school students who are um, younger um, to be exposed to business and entrepreneurship and innovation and being able to come up with ideas and solutions that can really benefit the world. But also part of it is not necessarily for the students, but um, to inspire everyone else out there. Because the one unique thing, one of the unique things about this competition is that it's mainly run by high school students. So although we do have a board of directors um, who are university professors, um, representatives from different corporations, um, the entire competition is mainly run by high school students who are also very passionate about this mission. And so when we reach out to corporations for sponsorships or partnerships, um, they're more likely to um, support us because we are young students who are willing to um, support this mission. So um, just one advice is, you know, take advantage of being young. Um, when you're young, there's a lot of opportunities available and people see you as like an inspiration because you're young and you're trying to do a lot of things to um, improve the world. Yeah, and kind of going off of that question, do you think starting something as a teen is an advantage or a disadvantage? I definitely think um, it's more of an advantage, but um, I can see how it could be a disadvantage. Personally, for me, um, whenever... I wanted to start something like a venture, an organization, and I tried to get support from, you know, large companies uh, or just um, superiors in general. Sometimes they may think, oh, you know, you're young. They might downgrade you a little. They might think um, you're not as experienced. They might not treat you seriously. But for the most part, I think it's more of an advantage because starting early is so crucial. When you start early, your, your, I guess, opportunities are pretty much always open. Um, it's better to start exploring when you're young because 
you know, you have more time, um, your creativity is also um, more broad. So when you start early, it kind of sets um, the foundation for whatever you're trying to accomplish in the future. So when you start early, you're going to take risks. There's going to be problems and obstacles on the way. But, you know, some failures you'll be able to overcome and learn from it and improve on whatever you do in the future. So I think being young is, for the most part, an advantage. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the challenges that you face personally from being a teen entrepreneur? I'd say mostly the fact that, you know, I was young um, and also kind of the assumptions that were on young entrepreneurs, um, not only from people I didn't really know, but also my parents, actually. So my parents always thought, you know, as long as you're happy, as long as you have a stable job, um, you have a simple life, that's all that you need. But um, for me, I've always wanted to go beyond that. I was just very ambitious. I wanted to do things to improve the world. I wanted to make an impact on this society. So I always tried to, you know, start my own um, projects, start my own ventures. And, you know, at first my parents were kind of doubtful. Um, they weren't really sure because I was young. They never really done, did anything like this when they were young. So at first um, they weren't completely supportive because they thought, you know, there's a lot of risk going into it if you put in a lot of time and effort and even money into it. But over time, it's not really about the result, actually. It's more about um, the process. So there are obstacles. For instance, like the people around you, they might be a little doubtful at first. But um, I think really staying true to what you believe and really um, holding on to your values and constantly reminding mind yourself of what you truly care about and why you're doing it. And that will continually push you to... Um, do whatever you're truly passionate about. How did you first get started into your entrepreneurial journey? Was Recite the first company that you founded or? Um, so there were definitely some before, but um, some of them, because, you know, being a high school student, um, balancing school life and, um, you know, being an entrepreneur is difficult. So some of them we held off. Some of them we still have in progress, but it's like a slow progress. So some of my earlier ventures, um, my very first one actually started in eighth grade. So I was really interested in energy conservation and I also love to exercise a lot. So um, what I created was actually a shoe sole that when you walk or exercise, um, it would generate electricity you can use to charge a mobile device. So um, after creating that, um, this was part of um, a class that was actually similar to the incubator I participated in this summer. And we had a lot of resources. We had entrepreneurs that would mentor us. And also at the end, we'd also have a pitch. And it was also like a competition style. So that was the first time I was introduced to entrepreneurship. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. Not only am I able to kind of see how an idea is able to be transformed into a physical product, but I'm able to really go through the iteration process, and that's like very important for me. So that's one of them. Um, some of the others um, here and there 
we haven't, or my team and I, we've developed, um, but we haven't really continued it um, as much as we wanted to because of um, school life. How do you find the time to manage all of these business ventures that you've gone on and also school? How do you decide what to prioritize? I still try to prioritize school as much as possible, um, but I don't let these ideas or projects really, I guess, um, fall beneath the cracks. Um, so I guess to be more specific, like during my day-to-day schedule, I would just, um, you know, go home, make sure I finish all my homework first. And then there's always time for ventures or projects because I think um, as long as you're really passionate about something, there's always time. You can always make time for something. College is coming up for you. Do you think when you were creating any of these business ventures, the idea of going to maybe a good college if I create this business was ever on your mind? I mean, for me, that wasn't the first thing. Um, For me, it was more like, this is a problem I want to solve. And this is what I'm most passionate about. So that was my driving factor of, um, I guess, starting the projects and ventures. But um, yeah, college is not as big of a deal as people make it to be. Like, of course, going to a good college, you'll get a lot of resources, you'll get the extra help you need. But um, also being in the environment I'm in, especially going to an extremely competitive public high school, um, where the common mindset is, oh, you have to go to a good college to be successful. Um, For me, I used to, you know, think like that. But over time, I've kind of come to realize that you know, college is just one step of the journey, and it's it's more about the fit. Um, I want to go to a college who that um, has the right environment for me to um, grow, has the right resources for me to, um, you know, do whatever I'm most passionate about. So even though going to a good college, it's advantageous because you're able to get these resources. Um, I guess, like, it's definitely, like, a side thing, like, if I do these ventures, it might help for college, but definitely it's not um, been on my mind that much. It's more of I want to do this because I care about most, and college is just, you know, if I get in, then I do. If not, it's not the end of the world. What's the best piece of advice that you could give to a teen or just anyone in general who wants to start a business and to make an impact in the world? Yeah, so I think, first of all, don't be scared of trying new things. So I think for me, um, like, for instance, during the incubator program, um, one thing that I really wished I, if I could go back and fix it, I would change, um, like, the ideation process because um, the ideation process is the most important, but it also is the hardest because that's where you're actually trying to think of ideas for your business and the solutions um, you want to solve the problems that you care about most. Um, but for me, I was always thinking about practicality, but um, in reality, like the best ideas actually come from the ones that, you know, um, even though it's not 
and on the surface it doesn't it doesn't seem that feasible or practical um if you work hard towards it i think even though you might not get the result you wanted you'll definitely find something that's unique and original so don't worry about failing or just do or um always don't always just focus on you know if it's feasible if the, if this is possible like go for it um you're young you have a lot of opportunities um if you fail that's okay because trust me you'll learn so much from it um especially you're young take hold of all the advantages and the opportunities um don't let anything hold you back if there's something you've always wanted to do or even if it's like kind of on your mind just go for it mm-hmm. and um uh i'll be wrapping this up pretty soon but is there anything else that i missed or that you want people to know about you so for me i actually you know i've actually had a different background from a lot of my peers so even though i did grow up from in the bay area in the silicon valley um first of all i'm very grateful grateful for that but I actually like started off, you know, very um, underprivileged, and it was very difficult at first um, growing up, ha- having to worry about um, a lot of different, I guess, family issues, financial issues, um, and that at first was kind of a hindrance to um, me exploring my passions and my interests. But um, I guess during the process. Um, I was able to kind of identify um, all the issues that I wish I I wished I could solve. Um, you know, one if you're underprivileged or if you're ever in a um, situation where you know life isn't going that great for you, um, it's it, don't give up. Um, there's always ups and downs in life, um, but it will get better. So fight through it and. Um, do you think that your background growing up not having access to a lot of resources has has shaped you into becoming an ambitious person today? Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so when I was young, I always, you know, well, I always saw my parents, you know, they would work morning, afternoon, and night shifts. They'd barely be home, and it would just be me and my brother, Um it was very difficult just kind of seeing them stressed and anxious all the time. So when I was young, I always thought, you know, whatever I do in the future, I have to be able to be able to um, support my family. So um, that was like my main goal at first. That kind of drove my ambition. But um, on the side, I also thought, you know, one thing about being, um, I guess, in a state where like, you don't have a lot of resources, you're able to better identify all the um, social issues that are happening in the world that you wish you can solve. Growing up in the Bay Area right now, you're very influenced by like the STEM culture. So I just like to hear your experience living in the Bay Area and being surrounded by such a techie culture. Yeah, for sure. So um, my father's actually a software engineer, so that kind of had an influence on me. But when I was young, I actually didn't start with tech at all. I know a lot of my peers started coding in elementary school. Um, For me, I never even touched code until maybe like late middle school, early um, high school. Um, 
for me, you know, part of it was actually being female in STEM. Um, I was a little intimidated because in fourth grade, I remember going to my first, or trying out a coding class. And it wasn't even the coding, but it was the fact that everyone around me um, were, you know, males. So it was very intimidating. So that's why I stopped at first. But um, I never really explored the STEM field, but um, I wasn't planning on to initially. But then, you know, being the Silicon Valley, everything was um, surrounded by tech. Um, So many of these startups, um, these projects were all tech-based. So I thought, you know, a lot of the solutions that I wanted to create could be solved through tech. So that's when I started to... um, learn how to code. Um, Definitely in the beginning, it was intimidating um, because I was actually self-taught and I didn't really have many resources. Have you noticed a lot of the gender discrepancy um, in the Bay Area right now? Um, For sure, there are discrepancies. And actually, that's one thing that um, I try to um, solve through some of my projects. Um, For instance, a hackathon that I'm managing, which is called XX Hacks, is focused on um, really helping high school girls be able to be exposed to the STEM field. Um, because it's not just STEM, actually. Like, as you mentioned, um, startups and business um, exec- executive positions and such, there's definitely not a lot of female representation. And I think a lot of it, or for me at least, um, from my personal experience, it was through, you know, in the beginning when I tried something that was in a male-dominated field, um, but then seeing that, oh, I'm the only one here, I was kind of discouraged, so then that's why I stopped. But then um, I truly believe that um, females can are just as capable of, um, you know, starting startups, um, becoming executives. Um, becoming coders and builders. How can people reach you or any of the organizations that you're a part of? Yeah, so um, if you want to directly reach out to me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn or you can search up some of, you can search up, um, for instance, the Blue Ocean Entrepreneurship Competition. Um, Also a little bit of promotion. Um, We're releasing applications soon, so you can um, reach out to me and explore the website um, and things we do there. Um, Definitely LinkedIn or, um, yeah, definitely check out the ventures that I do. Yeah, honestly, I think I'd want to apply for the Blue Ocean competition. You make it sound super cool. But anyway, thank you, Annie, so much for doing this podcast interview with me. It was really nice to hear your story going into entrepreneurship and learning more about the struggles and the successes you've had along the way. And I just want to thank you for opening up and I look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, it was definitely my pleasure. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Teen Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and I'll catch you next week.